We are number one. We are number one. And we're serious this time. Not kidding around. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. It's good to be king. It's good to be number one. We're still number one. I don't care that we lost. We're still number one. Yeah, we might. We might stay there. I mean, the committee still named us number one is what I meant. That's all that really matters. I mean, it's all that really matters. That's true. We'll talk about that. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Thanks for making us your first listen. Appreciate you guys a ton. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Um, Okay, Jimmy, so Alabama just, I mean eviscerates Georgia and you know it it was one of those games that it was a no doubter from the jump and Brandon Miller it looked like for a minute he might go for 72 points I I don't I'm not big into hyperbole but I'm thinking 72 to 73 points there for a minute um it's kind of comical that we only scored 59 against Tennessee and then come come right back and score what 108 against Georgia and it could have been 148 if we'd wanted it to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. We are still number one. We are, we're number one in the, um, in the committee's eyes. We're the number one overall seed. And I think that's, that's a big deal. And look, we might hang on to the number one spot in the AP poll too. We very, very may well do that. Purdue lost earlier this week. Um, Houston plays Memphis today. That could be interesting at the very least. But, I mean, look, I, I know we lost to Tennessee, and then Tennessee's also we had a bit of a skid, and they lost to Kentucky this week. But I still I still think we're better than Houston. We beat them head up. So, I mean, again, they only have two losses. We would have four. But I'm just saying I could certainly make the case for us. Well, we're number regardless of the loss Wednesday, per the selection committee, we're the number one overall seed. We clearly didn't do any in the uh, – 700 point win over Georgia Saturday night. So we're number one with the selection committee, regardless of what the AP and coaches poll do. I think we're number one. So, so the question is next Saturday, when, when we do this again, the selection committee will do this again next Saturday. Uh, will Alabama still be number one? Um, you just got to beat South Carolina. You're going to be a tremendous favorite to do that. And then, uh, and, and that's, that's the next time, by the way, We'll hear from the committee because we'll hear from the committee Saturday morning prior to tip against Arkansas, which is next Saturday at one o'clock. So you're already halfway home. Now you just got to beat South Carolina. Hard to believe that Alabama would drop uh, below uh, Houston or anyone else uh, when you're already number one and then you beat uh, a conference opponent by the way Alabama beat Georgia and is likely to win handily against South Carolina and if Alabama's the number one next Saturday morning, uh, per the selection committee, uh, we shouldn't really care what the coaches poll and AP poll, although it's fun and we're going to look and we're going to talk about it. But hey, I'd rather be number one and that with that committee than uh, than than with the AP poll. Yeah, and shout out to my main man Nick Pringle yesterday. Oh, yeah. My boy went off. I mean, he was fantastic. He was so much fun to watch. Uh, by the way, Dom Welch. I thought he looked pretty good yesterday. Again, everybody looked good yesterday. 
I'm not trying to oversell this thing. I'm just saying it gives you hope that like, okay, these dudes can play if we need them to play. In fact, I think they could play if we don't need them to play. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but Dom Welch had a nice game. Uh, Pringle, though, his athleticism was on full display. And he had that dunk where he did the spin move and then cocked it back. And if that had been able to be a connection, it would have been an all-timer. I mean, it, it, it was an unbelievable move. Um, really fired up about Nick Pringle coming along. Just fired up about him in general. I mean, he's just a fun dude. And so I'm, I'm hoping – you know, you never know in these day and times, but I'm hoping he sticks around for next year and he gets more of an opportunity, maybe works on his shot a little bit. Um, I know his field goal percentage is awesome right now, but that's because they're all dunks. I want him to be able to show me that he can make, you know, uh, a consistent, uh, at least low-range jumper. We don't take a lot of mid-range jumpers, but uh, something like that. But And I, the irony is not lost on me. For those who have followed Jimmy and me for a long time, we used to have a podcast called Talking Tuscaloosa. Back then, we didn't have sponsors like we have the great LinkedIn. So we yeah. made up a sponsor and said, look, maybe if we just say Pringles enough time, maybe Pringles would just say, hey, uh, do we owe these guys money? Sure, here's a thousand bucks. We thought that might happen. Pringles was our made up sponsor. It did not. Narrator, it did, it did not happen. Pringles was our made up sponsor. And now Nick Pringles <laughs> kicking butt for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Coincidence? I don't think now, so. That's no coincidence. That's no coincidence. We're, we're responsible for recruiting him here, clearly. Um, clearly. It, now, Pringle was awesome. I, I, it gave me hope for, hey, who wants to look ahead to next year when who knows what's going to happen this year, the all-time most fun regular season we've ever had, and who knows what will happen in the postseason. I won't really think about next season, but assuming we lose everybody we think we're going to lose senior-wise – and Brandon Miller goes pro, and Noah Clowney goes pro, and now I'm not so sure about Clowney because I, I don't know what the scouts think about him, and now there's talk. You know, there, there's other talented kids on the team. But I'll, I'll just call this conventional wisdom. Next year's lineup could be Jade Bradley at the point, Mark Sears and Rylan Griffin on the wings, Bediaco at center. Hey, it's not this year's. This year won't happen again in terms of – you know, 28 wins and number one seed. It won't be like that, I don't think, but it'll be good. That's a good team. Bradley, Sears, Griffin, Pringle, and Betty Ako. And then no telling what you can find out of the portal to help. That doesn't include Namari Burnett, who could come off the bench and be a great player. Uh, you know, and then you got the signing class that's coming in. And again, a couple guys from the portal. Uh, it'll be strong. It'll be strong for sure. You know, there's a, a, a meme out there. Um, and I've um, Antonio Banderas, and I'm gonna find it when you're talking some other time and put it up. Where like he's looking at his computer and he looks at it, he goes oh, and he's so happy, and then he just closes the computer. That was me when you were reading off next year's starting lineup. <sighs> not that I don't love this year's starting lineup, I love it, but you're next gonna, year, I mean, <clears throat> I'm so excited about it continuing. Yeah, you're not gonna lose Brandon Miller. I mean, there'll be Alabama fans that go, You're not just as good. I mean. This is generational, and it's a generational team. It's the best team of, of, of our lifetime. I, I think the best you could hope for next year, Luke, is the second best team of our lifetime. <laughs> but it, it probably won't be this group. I mean, you're going to lose Brandon. You might lose Noah Clowney, uh, Quinterly. Quinterly could actually come back. That's the funny thing. You know, Quinterly's like 40 years old. He could come back. He actually – he's playing on his in his fifth – redshirt fifth year right now. He could actually come back. 
Will he? Of course he won't. That dude is more sick of school than any medical student in the United States. That's how I would welcome him back. What? I would welcome him back. Oh, of course. Oh, I would take him back in a, in a heartbeat. I'm just saying that guy's got to be sick. Of, I mean, I, I love Tuscaloosa and I like like living here, but I I, I, I can't imagine that Javon Quinterly wants to see this place one more year. He'll happily come back later at all the alumni gatherings. But uh, I'm just saying he, he's been here longer than uh, than uh, Jeff Allen's been a trainer on the football team. Yeah, that is, that is uh, very true. Also, just apropos of nothing – um, on my TV here, they just showed A.J. McCarron, who's about to play an American football game uh, against somebody. I'm not even sure which team he plays for, but the the, the caption for A.J. McCarron was three-time national champion at Alabama. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's going to be on ABC in like 15 minutes. Um, that's irrelevant to those listening to this, so I won't talk about it anymore. Instead, I'm going to talk about LinkedIn because I know you need some LinkedIn. Look, we all need LinkedIn. Look, everybody's hiring these days. They really are. But you want to be able to differentiate yourself and you want to be able to differentiate who you're looking for. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you find them faster. Post a job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post a job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Some of the things in this live read are a little bit screwed up and I'm not even blaming myself because I'm just reading from this, but I do believe in LinkedIn jobs. We also want to thank um, our good friends over there at Locked On College Basketball. They do a great job. Um, I'm curious what they have to say about Alabama being the number one overall seed when I go work out later today or fake workout like I do, then I will probably listen to them. I like to go over there and work out and like then get in the front of the mirror, like lift out, lift a few things and get in front of the mirror and sort of go, okay, I think I think I've got it where I want it. <laughs> and I come home and none of my pants fit. Um, but very very good use of your time. It is a very good use of my time. There's no doubt. All right, Jimmy, let's talk a little bit um, football. Here's an interesting article from your main man and friend of the program, Joseph Hastings, from On3. Um, he talks about five potential flip candidates. Now, one of them he has listed, and I understand why he's got it listed. I get it. I don't think this one's happening. I'm just saying this off the top of my head. This is – uh. Ellis Robinson, the fourth, no relation, who is a Georgia commitment. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't think he's going to commit to Alabama. I don't think he's going to flip to Alabama. Uh, I know he likes uh, Traveris Robinson. I know all those things. I just don't see it happening. He's a five-star. He's been committed to to Georgia since February – was it February 1? Yeah, I think that's when – Yeah, it is. Yeah, on signing day. Yeah, signing day. Yep. Um, He does plan on using all his visits, which always – you know, leaves the door open. I'm just saying of the five that he put out there, this is the one that seems to me to be the least likely. Yeah, I, I'm not optimistic on Ellis Robinson flipping. And I don't think Joseph put this out there as, 
again, Joseph isn't saying, here's the five guys who are going to flip. He just called them five flip candidates, meaning that Alabama, that's Joseph telling everyone that the signal here, subtle or not, is these are five guys Alabama is continuing to recruit. Yet, Yes, they are committed to the programs, but the door is not closed here. There is still some ongoing communication. So Ellis Robinson at one point liked Alabama more than he liked Georgia. He then became quite enamored with Georgia, committed to Georgia on signing day, which is a weird day, I think, for juniors to, to commit because you get so lost in the shuffle. Uh, but he is going to probably visit Alabama and come to Tuscaloosa. So the door's not closed. Uh, so it's interesting. I, of, of all the five guys on the list, uh, I would say uh, either least likely or one of the least likely for sure to flip, but really good player. The conversation continues. He is really tight with Des Ricks. Um, as we know, you used to be, we used to call him Desmond Ricks. Now we call him Des Ricks. Uh, he's tight with uh, Ellis Robinson. Ellis Island. Boy, that's a natural nickname for a cornerback, isn't it? Did you just come up with that? I mean, I I did, but surely I'm the thousandth person to first come up with that, right? I haven't seen anybody say it, but come on. Ellis Island, and he's a corner, and and, uh, let's do this. Ellis, me and you, NIL, buddy. Give me your tired, lazy passes. Give me your huddled masses on the other side trying to drop a play that won't come near me. You know, you can play, do the whole thing off the plaque right there off yeah. the Statue of Liberty. Give me your ducks. Give me your bucks. <laughs> I don't give it. Um, darn, darn. Yeah, yeah well, anyway, uh, I, I think that was, that was the one that seems to me to be the least likely, just throwing that yeah. out there. Now, Agreed. here's one that seems a little more likely to me, and maybe it's only me because he is in Alabama. Maybe it's only me because – um, his name's been brought up a lot, not necessarily associated with Alabama, just me and Ellick City, because Chilton County has had to play Benjamin Russell, I think, either two or three times this year in basketball and um, and in football, by the way, because they're in the same area. And uh, I, I just like this kid a lot. And he Kirby Smart came to Ellick City not too terribly long ago to watch Demarcus Riddick and a couple other people, I think, uh, play basketball. But um, Demarcus Riddick is the next guy. He's a high four-star, borderline five-star, I would say. Um, really good player, if you ask me. He is He's built really, really well. Um, I, I think he's just a, a stud player. I would love to get him. He's, he's high when it comes to Alabama rankings uh, for this upcoming class. And I just – I would like to put a stop at Georgia coming in here and getting somebody. I, I just want to stop it. So let's let's go get him. Yeah, the unfortunate thing, I mean, Riddick committed to Georgia because he had a Georgia offer, no Alabama offer. At the time he committed to Georgia, he didn't have an Alabama offer. And the, the explanation is simple. He has not been to camp at Alabama. And while I, I realize some people out there are like, what? That's like, you know, what do you mean he hasn't come to camp? That's not a good enough. Georgia, Georgia offered him. Well, he's been to Georgia's camp, you know, for one thing. But – uh I, now there's some really good communication going on. It seems that Riddick is really open to Alabama. Weren't sure that was going to be the case. Or I think to me, Luke, this is just almost simple. Like, let's just see where Riddick camps this summer. If, if he camps at Alabama at that point, just myself, I mean, I'm putting him on the Alabama list. I mean, in terms of like likely to sign with Alabama, right? I mean, if he if he's committed to Georgia, but he camps at Alabama, if he never camps at Alabama this summer, then and he does camp in Athens, then then forget it. But heck, you know, June is the new February, right? I mean, in June, 
when, when these camps happen, you start knowing everything. Alabama got like 16, 18 commitments, it seemed like, last June um, and July. You know, July as a result of what happened in the June camps. So uh, so we'll see. I think we'll know on Riddick sort of soon. I watched his huddle tape this morning, put up some comments on the Bam Insider board. Super athletic kid. You know, he's not kind of what I expected. I expected Luke to a, a physical Hulk kind of a guy because he's he's 6'2", 210, which is really – and I sort of expected inside linebacker, middle linebacker, big hitter. He is those things, but it's not what he does best. What he does best is playing space. I can see why he's a good basketball player. This is a guy with great feet, great speed. He returns punts. And when I say he returns punts, he returns punts for touchdowns. I mean, he's he's a talented punt returner. Uh, he plays a lot of safety on his huddle tape. It's clear he's not a full-time linebacker. Most linebacker prospects these days, Luke, you turn on the huddle tapes, half of it is them either sacking a quarterback or quarterbacks you don't even really see quarterback he's more of a for a front seven guy he's sort of almost a back seven guy I saw him make an interception uh, I saw him run down receivers he's a speed athlete linebacker but what's fun is he's 6-2-2-10 I mean is he still going to be that athletic once Alabama gets him up to 230 which is I'm sure the plan um I, I like him a lot. I, I love him. I would take him right now just based on the huddle tape. That's just me. To me, he's just, yeah, that's a take. But he's also like, I can see why Alabama's like, well, let's put you at Will Linebacker in our scheme, in our camp, in our coverages, and our what we ask our Will Linebackers to do, and let's see you do it instead of just watching the tape and guessing. Because honestly, when you watch the huddle tape, if you forget the fact he's 6'2", 210, you're looking at a safety. You know who it feels like you described? Demoy Kennedy. Uh, it, it, the name came to mind. It came to mind. That's so smart. That absolutely is who I want to compare him to. But here's the problem with when you do that is that fans at Alabama remember Demoy not working out and he left. And he had to go to Colorado, and, and and that's why it's like. But he is a lot like Demoy Kennedy. But I'll say this: so Demoy looked. Demoy did safety stuff in high school, and then he came looking like a safety. Demarcus is doing safety stuff, and he's going to come to Alabama looking like a linebacker. And I think that's going to be the difference. I think Demarcus is built for the SEC to play linebacker. And Demoy, you're three years in, and you're still going, what is he? Uh, yeah. I think Demarcus, it's going to be a little more clear cut. So I'm higher on Demarcus, but I also admit this: I was sky high on Demoy Kennedy. And you learn when you do these recruiting evaluations, Luke. Over several years, the decades I've been doing it, you don't beat up yourself when it doesn't work out. I, I love Demoy. Was glad Alabama took him. Was glad we took him. It didn't work out. Doesn't change the way I felt. If another Demoy comes along, you take him again. It, it just doesn't always work out. But I do think Riddick. I'll tell you who also Riddick is like, and this is a better story. And they're, they're sort of similar as Deontay Lawson who, as you saw him play in high school, Deontay was a running back. He was a safety. He was a wide receiver. He was heavily involved in special teams. He stopped the run. And he rushed the passer. Uh, Deontay, and he's been a good player at Alabama. And this is the thing. Riddick is built more like Deontay than he is Des Moines. But the skill set is really similar. And by the way, now he's going to Pac-10 where they throw it all the time. Don't rule out Des Moines Kennedy being a thing at Colorado. All they need is the right position to put him in. No, I was sky high on Des Moines Kennedy for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's from Mobile, which always – like that's always 
if you're a B, I'm going to give you a B plus for being from Mobile. You know, I mean, that, yeah. or if you're an A, I'm going to give you an A plus, whatever. Uh, also, we flipped him from Auburn. When yeah. anytime I can have some Auburn Schadenfreude, I'm I'm down with it. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not German. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, uh, need to tell everybody about Built Bar if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, and you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. If you're like me. It, and you want to get healthier, you want to look a little better, don't judge it on me necessarily because I hadn't eaten nothing but Built Bars. Uh, but you got to try Built because they're awesome. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, perfect for your New Year's resolution or your February resolution or your March resolution, your spring resolution, whatever. Built is for you. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. I had you at chocolate, and I still got you at chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it. I don't know. Don't ask me how the economy works. But these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros, whatever those are. They have told me to emphasize the amazing macros, so that's what I'm doing. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugars with a whopping for 17 grams of protein. You can buy them at Sam's Club. You can buy them at Walmart. You can buy them at Built.com. You can get them from Amazon. You can get them wherever you want them. Built.com. Go there ASAP. You'll love them. All right, Jimmy, we're going to zip through these last three. And I'm really going to put them in one little bunch and then yep. let you just talk about them. Number one is Jeremiah Smith, who uh, most people consider to be the best wide receiver in the country for next year. Look, I – I said Ellis Robinson is the least likely flip candidate. I may be rethinking this with Jeremiah Smith. Um, look, we have done really well with wide receivers for the most part the last year, notwithstanding. But um, Ohio State's done really, really well, too. They've had a good grouping of receivers. And for whatever reason, people just love to go there and, and get the ball slung to them. I would love it if we could flip Jeremiah Smith. I don't think it's happening. He is from Hollywood, Florida. That does help a lot. He's not close his doors on visits. That helps a lot. I just don't see uh, flipping this guy. I know we flipped Ty Lockwood from Ohio State last year. I, I just don't see it happening. But I do love his highlight tape. This guy is a dude's dude. Then there's uh, Dele Delian Evans. Is that I'm saying that right? It's good enough for me. Okay, Dalian. Whatever. I don't remember how I said the first time. He's committed to Texas A&M. He's a defensive lineman. Um, again, really good player, four-star guy. Uh, uh, he's from Texas. So, I mean, you know, and, I mean, so Texas A&M is going to have a leg up. But, I'm, you know, I just feel like Texas A&M guys are going to be fair game, especially after this year. I think Bobby Trino is going to fall on his face and maybe hurt his neck again. Then there's uh, linebacker Miles Graham, who's the third-ranked linebacker in the country. I saw a stat today, Jimmy. Alabama's had more linebackers drafted in, since 2016 than they have losses as a football team in that same period of time. That's ridiculous. So anytime there's a linebacker involved, I'm going to be like, yeah, we might have a shot to flip that dude. So what do you think about those three? Yeah, I'm not super optimistic on any of the three flipping. I think it's interesting that Alabama continue. Again, the reason they're on this list is Alabama is continuing to recruit these guys, and these guys are still listening uh, as to any of the three, they're all extremely highly rated. The one that interests me the most is the receiver from Hollywood, just simply because two things. Uh, I mean, it's geography, which isn't as important as it used to be, but it's still a big thing. And, and we do have a, a sales job, you know, with him. It's, hey, yeah, we get playing wide receiver at Ohio State's a big deal, and we get it. You're, you know, we, we're, we're, we, we get it. But 
we're closer. You're, you're flying over us to get there. And wouldn't your life be just an inch easier if you didn't have to go quite as far, if your folks didn't have to go quite as far to see you play, if you could still get home on the weekends, just slightly. Yeah, it's a flight either way. Miami to Tuscaloosa is a haul, uh, but it, it's not the haul that, that Miami, Florida to, to Columbus, Ohio is. So you got at least uh, – uh, and all the success that Alabama's had with South Florida receivers. Uh, what you want to do is get him to where the door's still open and then make big September – in October for Alabama on the field, and you're like, hey, this is the quarterback you're going to play with. Uh, and, and, of course, make sure that him and Julian Sand uh, know each other, maybe have worked with each other's thrown balls. That, that's another thing that Alabama's got in their favor, a 24 quarterback that should interest uh, uh, Jeremiah. So uh, Jeremiah be fun. He's I'm, I'm not saying he's Julio Jones, but he's like Julio. I mean, in terms of, like, how good is this guy? I'm just going to – well, he's good like, you know, like Julio's good. You know, we, we talk about Ohio State, and here here's what's kind of funny. I was just in Columbus. I was in Columbus, Ohio this whole weekend because, as people know, I got two kids that live up there, and uh, my other son from Arizona State came up there as a surprise. And so it was me and my four kids and uh, a six-year-old, a 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 12-year-old, and – Look, we can talk about Columbus having more stuff to do in Tuscaloosa or whatever. Maybe some people are enamored with that. And it is. It's a big city. It has, like, you know, a Delta-level big boy airport, whatever. It's not Hartsfield in Atlanta, but it's big enough. But I'm going to tell you this. It just dawned on me, and I know I had three kids. I was there from late Thursday night until early Sunday morning, and I went to Dave & Buster's three times because we couldn't come up with anything else to do. <laughs> so well, if, if if Hollywood likes Dave and Buster's, now again I had a six year old with me, and uh, my third my twelve year old really loves to go there, and you know, and shoot my, you know, every, I sort of like to go there. We all like to go there. We're we're really investing over there at Dave and Buster's. We're saving. Well, we don't have a Dave and Buster's. Does Birmingham? Huh? Does Birmingham have a Dave and? Buster's? Yeah, we do, man. Right there at the Galleria. I did not know that. I mean, for whatever reason, I did, I, I didn't recall so that. If he likes Dave and Buster's, he can just drive up to the Galleria. That's right. That's forty-five minute Top Golf. That seems to we be do have a, Top Golf. That is a Columbia, big thing. We, we went to Top Golf this weekend. So the, the whole Alabama football team did, by the way. The Alabama Boy, football my kids team. suck at Top Top Golf. I should throw that in there. <laughs> I, they were like, "Dad, you're, I'm not good at golf, but I've grew up on a grew up on Willow Point, so I grew up on a golf course, and I can hit it okay. I mean, when I get a hold of it, it's good. I mean, I'm six five. I'm lanky. I mean, when I get a hold of it, it's good. And um, but I mean, I'm not good. And so all my kids are like, all four of y'all are terrible at this. <laughs> this is horrible. Why are y'all so bad? From what I gathered watching our football team swing the golf club, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, you're apparently a father to all 85 of the current Alabama football team. So you, uh, you know that. what? I'm not going to discount the fact that I might be. Um, <laughs> all right, Jimmy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some more football stuff. We're also going to talk – about the SEC in general, um, Texas A&M is the bugger on the end of your finger that you can't get off. I know. Uh, I said going into this year, I'm ne never being – that's what I said. I'm never being fooled by A&M again. And know what I'm doing right now? I'm like picking A&M to win 10 games and come in third in the West. And, and I'm like, what am I doing again? But it's the dude. They have dudes. They had dudes last year, but I really believe – we don't have enough time, but I really believe 
that what happened to them last year, my theory is they promised all these freshmen all this money and, and all the sophomores, juniors, and seniors are like, where's my money? Now, I mean, man, the richest guys in the locker room are the 18-year-olds that have done nothing, that are, that are trying to win my job and can't. I, I just think their locker room was a mess, which well, is exactly what Nick Saban said would happen uh, uh, under the initial NIL. Or maybe – Maybe they got confused just like you did because what I was referring to was AM's basketball team. That is the booger on the end of my finger that I can't get off because they should be losing more games. And instead, they're one game back and we play them at AM the last game. So they sort of like have a tiebreaker kind of thing with us. I don't like that. I'm just saying we'll talk about that more this week. You're right. I'm just a little football either. <laughs> you got Brian Denny right behind you. Um, all right. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll talk tomorrow. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.